Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, as ever, does still mean that you are listening to The Crowncast, the show where we talk about, well, literally everything that has to do with the Charlotte FC. It's just a regular Wednesday podcast. There's absolutely nothing special nothing about, unique about, uh, this, yeah, about this Wednesday podcast. In much the same way that Charlotte FC has not come out with any news in the past couple of weeks, <laughs> this is a totally standard podcast. And uh, we, as ever, means that I'm not alone. I am, in fact, joined today by Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. And uh, we are joined today by a special guest, and that is the only Brant Bronico. Hello, Brant. Hey, thank you guys for having me on today. Absolutely happy to have you. Incredibly excited to have you here, Brent. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, in, in case you couldn't tell, that was a, that was a lie. This is a really special episode. It's a really special day uh, to bring in our number thirteen. And this isn't the first time we've talked to you. We got right. to talk to you uh, for the listeners who may not know, you know, Brant Bronico or anything other than his work on the field. I met him as he was essentially helping out a charity event. Previous uh, day that we met, he came to help shine some light on some good work that was being done in the city. And I feel like that's a pretty good character reference when you meet somebody basically doing volunteering work. So, so happy to have you back for this one where we get to talk more about the game we all love and uh, have a little bit more in-depth interview with you. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it. So as ever, we are going to talk about our most recent match against New York Red Bulls. And I will go ahead and say Justin and I are not huge fans of the New York Red Bulls, completely separate from the fact that they're not the Charlotte FC our first game watching them, they were pretty divey and uh, not a, not great fun to watch and to see them come into our house this time, into what we call the vault. And uh, for lack of a better statement, get destroyed feels pretty good to us listeners. Brant, does it, does it feel as good as to you as it does to us? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, just playing up there and them, them knocking on us open cup is like... I don't want to call it a revenge game, but oh, it was a revenge game. You know, there was there was probably a little more bite to the squad. You know, wanting to get back at them. Any sort of question you're not prepared for because we're just doing this one a little bit live. Was there more bite to this one than the Atlanta revenge game, or is the Atlanta revenge oh. game still the? No, Atlanta revenge is is still. It probably takes the crown, if you yeah. will. Okay, yeah, takes the crown. And speaking <laughs> of crowns, Brant, we're going to ask you to join into a crown cast tradition. We, uh, as the Crown cast, we go in on our post-reacts and we crown players who we feel have done something spectacular, who have really stood out in a game. Uh, if you want to know how many crowns you have, you'll have to listen for yourself. <laughs> but we're going to ask you to join us in that. We have already given our crowns for the game. We're not going to tell you who those are. We want you to be completely independent in this. From your perspective in that game, who do you feel like really stood out, really helped uh, the team take that 2-0 win? I think, first off, the whole team, you know, I thought everybody was kind of on their game. Everybody played well, but if I have to pick one player, um, I'd probably give it to Joseph Mora. Okay. Um, I think you know. I think he had a really, a really strong game, and he had a tough job of you know shutting down Luquinhos in the in in the first half, um, and then obviously you know with the heat and dealing with wingers all day. I, you know, I thought he did did a really solid job. That's one of those where you don't you don't get to get away easy, especially when it is that hot. So, all right, a crown from a player to Joseph Mora. I feel like that one should have like a star on top of it or something, Justin. I mean, uh, you know, it supports the, what the stats had to say coming out too. Mora was one of the top rated players on, on a lot of the sites, everything. Uh, I will say that, that one of the crowns I gave out was um, on that second goal. Uh, Daniel Rios does a phenomenal job holding up your pass forward. Yeah, uh, yeah he to, did do to well. To hold off the defenders by the time for Shin Yashiki and Ruiz to drive forward. And, and that, that one goal, it was 
so wonderful to see everybody push forward, you know, together. It seems like maybe a stylistic change where the players now are a little bit more free to move forward and into the attacking space and free to, after you, you make the tackle, make the interception in the midfield turn and push the ball upfield. Um, and I think the team looked so much better for it. Is, is that kind of from where you sit and where the team sits a byproduct of the managerial change? Is it just that there's a stylistic change? Is it that you brought the heat because it was New York Red Bull and it was time to, to, you know, give them a little, little pop in the mouth for knocking us out of the open? No, no, you're you're right. Um, I think it, it definitely has to do with you know, well, well new manager, new style, kind of, kind of, kind of sort of deal, where we do want to create more chances, we do want to go forward more, and we do want to get numbers in the box more, and that's what Latanzio likes to do, and that's what he tells us to do. So you know, just kind of encouraging the players to to do exactly what we did on that second goal um, has to do with that. Yeah, I mean, and I think I saw in the. Post game and everything. That is the first time Derek Jones has put the ball in the back of the net, ever, at any is level that the first of time football. Ever? <laughs> That's a... I don't I don't I don't know. Oh man, I, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping there was like a party in the. <laughs> if if that was the first time ever, please do me a favor. Go back to Charlotte FC and throw a party for that. Like you know, a small party. Um, you guys aren't allowed to eat things like ice cream. Uh, uh, no, we are going to push this in because as much as I'm sure we would all love to sit here and talk about how we destroyed the New York Red Bulls, and by we, I mean them. You know, we get to claim it on the podcast. Hey, it takes all have. of us. Yeah. But uh, how we destroyed the New York Red Bulls. We do want to talk to you about who you are as a player and how you enjoy playing on the pitch. Uh, we got a little bit of that information beforehand, but since we get you here for a longer time this time, we can really drag out all of your secrets uh, with you hopefully kicking and screaming. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds good. <laughs> okay, so the first one I have here, and this is a question that I love because everyone has a moment where they go from one league to the next, where they get somebody on the phone who talks to them and goes, hey, I want you. So I don't know if it was on the phone. I don't know if it was over text. I don't know if you got it via email. But what was the call up to Charlotte FC like? I, got, I technically I got traded there in tw- after 2020 um, when Chicago, you know, we decided to to part ways, and I just I told my agent I said, hey, if I can go to Charlotte, that's what I want to do. Um, he got on the phone. There was interest from Charlotte. You know, I think midway through December, yeah, you know, I signed with Charlotte FC, um, knowing that, you know, I'd have to go out on, on loan for a year, and I really I really wanted to stay in Charlotte and be around the club and. And kind of just you know start my start my new life here uh, with my with my wife, and I told him I said, well, can I just like let me just play with the independents this year? You know, I'll play 34 games, um, I'll get fit, I'll get a lot of game minutes, and I'll come in buzzing, you know, for 2022 season. And ultimately, that's what that's what myself and the club decided, and and I'm glad you know they kind of let me make my own decision towards that uh, because I really did want to be back in Charlotte, and uh, it was important for important for me uh, to be around the club. That's really, really cool because you hear about all these deals where a a team will go out to a player and an agent and the player will be like, yeah, that's a decent team, but you know, what do I get for playing there? What's the incentive to me? And and to hear that, and I think it shows in a number of the players for this team, you know, when you, when you came here, it was both directions. It was, I want to play for Charlotte and Charlotte wants Brant Bronico. Uh, so that's actually a really good thing to hear because we don't really get to see what goes on behind the mystical door of transfers, right? We just right. we just get the news at the end that somebody is going to be here. So that's a that's a really good one, Justin. 
I know we've talked a lot about the style of the football team, and uh, you have some questions. You want to fire one off for us? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to kind of mash a couple together here in, in terms of both the style of the side and for you, you know, personally, you know, it, it looks like we're switching around a little bit from a um, 4-1-4-1 into like a 4-3-3 in attack, stuff like that. You know, in terms of you personally, what, what type of system do you like the best in terms of the formation around you, everything like that? And then, you know, for you, we've seen you primarily deployed as the, the defensive midfielder for Charlotte. But, you know, there have been a few moments. There was a, a moment in the Colorado match that made the, the subreddit, uh, you just, you, a, a little piece of technical skill to move past the, the Colorado defenders. You dove in just a little tap to move around them and everything. Do you think that, you know, is defensive midfield your best position? Do you see yourself as a box-to-box, as a, you know, a deep-lying playmaker, a, a disruptor, and, and a, a breaker of play like that? To answer the first one, I, I actually, what we're, what we're playing right now is what I really prefer. I like, because we're more of like, when we're in, when attack, it's, a, it's like a 4-3-3, but when we defend, it's more of a, a 4-1-4-1. Um, and... Like for me, I think, especially as a holding mid, that's that's what that's what I like because you can get good pressure on the ball defensively, and then when you do win the ball, you have options to go forward. So you know, formation wise, that's what that's what I like. And then, so to answer your question on the holding mid, I grew up like an attacking player in college. I played you know at UNC Charlotte, uh, played left mid, played attacking mid. And I just like I was used to going at guys and, you know, just kind of doing my thing. And then I get drafted to Chicago and I play uh, center mid again. And they said I saw Well, I was like, I played left mid in college. I mean, before college, I played center mid. But they're like, no, 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 you're center mid. I said, OK, yep, sounds good. And, you know, I did I did pretty well for myself there uh, to start off my career, probably more of an eight. And then when I signed with Charlotte, they kind of they wanted to sign me as a six mm-hmm. and just like for me personally, I think I can adapt so well because I know the game so well and I have played a lot of positions uh, growing up. I think, you know, maybe I prefer the six a little more just because I can always be around the ball and I get to play, I mean, I guess not so much up the field, but I get to kind of create chances for for the wingers and the more attacking guys. Um, And then defensively, you know, I get to you know rough up some some number tens, <laughs> um, put ta- put challenges in. You know, win headers. Like, and I really I really enjoy the physical part of the game. I also enjoy playing the eight, but I think I prefer prefer the six. Yeah. So I'm going to jump across because what you have talked about there sort of leads into some of the other questions that we have for you. Now that you're in that six position, you talked about how much you enjoyed playing the eight and you enjoyed sort of being an attacking mentality player. One of the biggest questions that modern football teams experience is how do we take the ball from the back of the field, where most of the time we recover it. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of goals are scored in transition, but a lot of times you get the ball back on your side, and it has to flow out somewhere. And right now, it seems like the flow out places are Jalen Lindsay on the right, usually with some form of dribble play, or it's being passed to you in the middle, and it looks like they're telling you to look up and find the next ball. What do you like doing like especially someone who's played both the eight and the six what do you think about when you go hey i have the ball we want to transition to attack how do i beat this team so when i when i get the ball off of either one of the outside backs or center back my first look is in behind to the wingers automatically i'm like okay are these guys making runs 
and are they are they in? like is this going to be a good ball to play? And then if that's not on, and then I, I just kind of scale down scale down the field. So if that's not on. I look at my attacking mids uh, for last, last game, like TT or Ben. Like I'm like, okay, are they on? And then if they're not on, then that's when I have to look sideways and either go to the opposite wing back, which now we're kind of you know maybe bringing them a little more inside so we can connect play a little better to to the winger if the long ball's not on um but that's just kind of like my my philosophy my thought process of of when I get the ball it's like can I be a threat to goal or it's like how can I be a threat to goal from where I am right now and mm-hmm. but also you know is it going to be a good decision and can I execute yeah so follow up on this question and that is one of the things we have seen you be given in this team is the freedom to cut people out, especially those number 10s you talked about roughing up. Uh, you have been given the right to sort of go, hey, I see what's going on in front of me. I see how the play's developing. I'm going to step in front of this. I'm going to steal a pass and move transition. Have you been given that freedom to sort of, when we already have the ball, maybe say, mm, winger's not on, mm. Jalen Lindsay isn't free. Eh, ben Bender is a little high up, and Al Savar's gotten caught out of the play. I'm just going to run myself. Have you been? Have they kind of looked at you and said, "Hey, an option is use your footwork, dribble up." Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of you know taken it upon myself. I mean, as a as a holding mid, you know, you're so important to both sides both sides of the field, right? The attacking side, the the defensive side. So you have to be very disciplined, and you really have to pick your moments. If if you are going to take the ball up, because if you know if you start, you don't have like the freedom of a winger, right? Where it's okay, like if you uh, you know an outside back catches you out and wins the ball, and they counter. If I dribble up the field and I get the ball taken, well now they're running out our back four, right? And if one of our outside backs is forward, then it's a back three, and we we get caught out. So I have to be extremely disciplined. I mean, I do have the freedom, but it's the freedom to make the right choice. Yep. Um, so that's really what it comes down to. So uh, we do have, and if you don't mind, I'm going to steal one more just because it flows in so well. And that is one of the questions we wrote down is, I'm a pilot professionally. We talk about flying in front of the airplane, that you have too much stuff going on at any one time to just expect that you're going to be able to do everything. So when you have a little bit of downtime, you have to plan in advance. You are the only one in front of that defense right now. You are in the middle of the pitch. You have to have your head looking both ways. And last I checked, human bodies don't do that. How do you keep up with all this stuff? I check my shoulders a lot in the game. And, you know, you learn tendencies. Uh, You go over film during the week, so you kind of know how some of the players play and what areas they like to get into. Um, So it's just kind of keeping the opposition's tendencies in the back of your mind. And then also, you know, checking your shoulder and looking and being aware of what's around you that's actually going on in the game. Okay. Uh, Justin, do you want to pick up another question here? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think that, that a lot has been said in the press in Charlotte and by some of your, your teammates about the, the situation with Miguel Angel Ramirez leaving. I don't know that we want to harp too much on that. But, you know, really, we've talked about the systematic changes. I, I'd also like to know about the attitude change within the team. It seemed like... Everybody was playing with a lot more energy, uh, a, a lot happier uh, in this match against New York Red Bull in terms of, of being able to be a more progressive, a more creative, more positive side. Is it sort of reflected in the, the training sessions and everything like that beyond the new manager bounce? Is it, uh, is it a good environment right now at Charlotte FC working under Latanzio? Yeah, I mean, Latanzio, he's an awesome, awesome guy. Very humble, you know, treats, treats every player with respect. Um, and like he said in his press, like 
his press conference, you know, he, he cares about the person first and mm-hmm. then and then the player, but he is super invested in each player. I mean, I know how much work me, uh, him and me have done, you know, from the start of preseason to, to where we are now. And I feel like I was one of those players that he just kind of like believed in from the start. But I think it's, you know, it's, it's like a little bit of a mix, like, oh, it's like a new manager. So, you know, it's a new opportunity for every player to like go out and prove themselves while also, you know, having Latanzio there to, to give us new ideas about how to go forward and, and how we should defend and, you know, te- tactical things like that. So a follow-up on this one was, would you say that Christian Latanzio is, is very much a one-on-one coach? You know, he wants to be there with you, helping you overcome challenges, helping you learn where your skills can be more effective. He wants to be a, right there with you. Yeah, I mean, one-on-one, you know, he's, he's great at doing one-on-one, but he's, he's also great at managing a team, you know, as a whole. So, you know, just kind of, and that's very hard to do as, as, a, as a head coach because you have 31 guys to worry about, you know, as a, as a whole team but then you have each individual to worry about as well. I think he, he kind of perfects that balance. Yeah, I mean, you will have seen my face, as you said, that's a difficult thing to do. It's an almost impossible job. Anyone who has been a fan of football across the world will tell you that managers tend to fall into one of two bins. They tend to fall into the, I'm going to manage the team, or they tend to fall into the, I'm a very good coach. And that line is something that I, I know I certainly couldn't, couldn't do it. And we have been dancing around sort of one of these questions, and we warned you this was coming. Uh, welcome to the media, Brant Bronico. Obviously, this is not a standard podcast. And Charlotte FC did announce some pretty big news recently. The removal of Miguel Ramirez from the team shook everybody. Very few people outside of the club saw it coming, and everyone has questions. I cannot express to you how many people in the past two weeks have come up to me and been like, oh, Logan from the Crowncast. What happened with Miguel Ramirez? So uh, from your perspective, because obviously uh, Christian Fuchs came out and said a fair bit. From your perspective, what happened with the situation? And tell us what you can tell us. Yeah, I mean, so I've had the same amount of people come up and ask me, like, (laughs) hey, Bram, what happened, man? Um, And, you know, I was, honestly, I was just as shocked because we took a red eye back from Seattle. You know, obviously, you know, we lost 2-1. It was a bummer. Uh, we go into the locker room the next day because we're supposed to, or the guys that didn't play as much are supposed to play the independence before international break. Uh, well, my buddy texted me the night before and he said, oh, our, our scrimmage is canceled. Um, one of my friends on the independence, he said, our scrimmage against y'all is canceled tomorrow. And I checked our schedule. It's was like, well, they didn't update our schedule. Um, like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, like, um, like Jeffrey's like, he's, he's like, yeah, our coach told me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So I just went in the next day you know, did my regular, like, pre-training stuff because we were just going to do a regen session, uh, I guess, support the other guys while they played the independents. And I'm just up in the gym, you know, with some of the rookies like George and Koa and whatnot, you know, just rolling out, messing around, whatever. Um, And uh, one of the athletic trainers comes up and said, hey, uh, we have a meeting downstairs in the locker room. And I was like, I was kind of just messing around. I was like, sorry, dude, it's not on the schedule. Like, you can't find me for being late. You know, just like, just like whatever. He's like, no, like, you guys got to be down there now. And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, like, he's serious. So we headed back, headed back downstairs. And I walk in to the locker room. And it's just like, everybody's in there. Um, except for, like, Miguel and, and some of his staff that he brought. And I was like, Oh, no way. Like, I, everyone is here. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just, they said, Hey, like, we decided to part ways. 
um, with Miguel. And I was, I mean, I was shocked because I, I literally had no idea. Like, I did not see it coming at all. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a shock to me. Um, I know, like, you know, obviously, like, Fuchs had his, his press conference and he probably, I mean, shared, shared <laughs> more. He, I mean, he, he knew way more than I did because I was just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I didn't know all this was, like, going on. But, you know, maybe... Maybe it was like a little bit, you know, with the results. And then obviously like, you know, some of the interviews uh, like Miguel had, like, you know, saying we're screwed and, and <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't, like, he wasn't quiet about yeah, it. Like, yeah. Like, things, right? <laughs> which didn't really make the, the front office too happy. Some of the players might've had some complaints of like, you know, whether if they didn't, like if they got taken out of the 11 or wondering why they weren't in the 11 and like, I guess, you know, Miguel just not giving them explanations which I mean, yeah, like as a player, you're always gonna be like, you know, you're like, you're not gonna tell me why I'm not in the eleven. Like I was, I've yeah, been please, starting at like least five just games. Give us a reason. Yeah, yeah like, like so, if you can tell me what I can work on to get better, then at least I have a right, direction, right? Right. So probably all that, you know, just kind of like piled up, and and uh, they went ahead and uh, I guess pulled the trigger. Yep. Said now's the time to change. I gotta, uh, I gotta say though, I, I was the homestand. Where, where we won the three straight, you know, we were playing such attractive football. Then you guys went on the road, and it looked like Ramirez had just set you guys up in a system that said possession is so important. Don't, don't even try a pass if you're 85% sure it's going to go off. Play it back, reset, recycle, and all it let teams do, especially on the road, was they, they just reset their shape. And we're able to step forward and press in a, an organized fashion. And, you know, against New York, what I loved seeing more than anything else was just the ability to, to make the interception, to make the tackle, and turn and look upfield looked so much better. And I'm so excited to see that continue. And I have to imagine as the, the holding midfielder that's doing a lot of that intercepting and tackling, you're excited about that opportunity too going forward. The the, the position that it puts you in and the rest of those midfielders. Yeah, I mean, you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like Miguel did, he did prioritize his possession and he did like to play out of the back. And you know, it, I mean, it was it was a nice style, but it was like okay, like what's next? Like how can we how can we create chances out of this now? Um, and then and Latanzio is like he wants to get the ball forward a little more. He wants to create more chances, but also you know having that kind of organized defensive shape as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to move us into the next one here. One of the things we talk about on the podcast is we talk about stuff like this player looks really happy here, or we talk about stuff like this player just got married, or we talk about stuff like this player just had a kid. All of the surrounding factors in football, we call them soft factors. And as podcasters, as fans, as people who love the game, we always ask ourselves, how important are they? So how important is it to you that you really know and are good friends with the guy you're connecting with on the field? How important are these, the, the locker room chats that people are happy in there? How important is that, that periphery stuff? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's very important. Chemistry, I feel like, you know, it's maybe, maybe like the most, if not the most important, the second or third most important thing a team needs to have if they want to perform. So at least, at the very least, you need to have like a professional relationship with each and every single one of your teammates. Um, in the locker room, like, talking about the game so if you don't want to like talk about because you know a lot of a lot of guys english isn't their first language so sometimes it's a little harder to connect you know for me and some of those guys but at, at the very least you know you need to you know at least try and and create or maintain a professional relationship so you can have that chemistry on the field maybe me just 
going up and being like, hey, you know, this is we're playing Red Bulls this weekend. They're going to be super aggressive. Uh, they're going to be in your face. Uh, they're going to be physical. Um, but then on the other side of the ball, like they're going to dive. They're going to look for calls. You know, <laughs> it's like it's just this is how Red Bulls is for, for the guys that, that are. Thank like, you for saying that for us. So yeah, we didn't have to. That really aren't that don't have as much experience in the league. Just so they're prepared and they can, you know, I can just I feel like, you know, I can be a guy that they can trust on and off the field. That's awesome. Um, we are going to move across because. Uh, football is obviously a fantastic sport, but we have another fantastic sport for you. If you are a first-time listener to the Crowncast, you will now learn that we are, in fact, sponsored by AHA Disc Golf Shack. Uh, we have the honor of working with a local company who really goes out and puts their best foot forward uh, for the sport of disc golf in Charlotte, North Carolina. Aaron, the gentleman who runs it, if you go to him and you uh, talk about us, the Crowncast, he will give you any gear that you need at a discount, which is pretty cool. And if you are a new player to the sport of disc golf, and you want to find out what's going on, you don't know how to get into it, Aaron, that same gentleman, will take you out uh, one-on-one, and he will teach you what you need, and he will then get you the gear to get you started all again at a discount, which we think is pretty cool, and we love to shout him out. Justin, you feel like that's about enough of that? Yeah, I mean, just again, a reminder, Charlotte is a world-class city for disc golf. We have courses here that are used by professionals. Uh, we have courses here that are amazing for amateurs, and uh, you can absolutely get started on a, a great outdoor sport in, I know, a very hot summer, but it's a lot of shade out there uh, and some nice walks through the woods playing some disc golf. Yeah, we do have a couple of great announcements to come alongside of that, uh, the first of which is if you are a disc golfer here in Charlotte, uh, we have uh, taken Brant Bronico and we have forced him to sign <laughs> a disc golf disc uh, from AHA Disc Golf Shack. And we are going to talk to you next time and on our social medias about how that could possibly end up in your hands. Another thing that could possibly end up in your hands is uh, Brant. You're cur- currently wearing the Grind Set t-shirt and it looks amazing. Thank you. But we have also asked you to bring along one of your drawstring bags for the BB13 brand. And we've had you sign that as well. We're going to be giving that away on the podcast. If you follow our social media and you share it on your social media to your friends, you will be entered to win a beautiful BB-13 Brant Bronico signed in gold, which I think makes it a little bit fancier, uh, drawstring bag. So, But Logan and Brant, what is BB-13? Oh, I'm so (laughs) glad you asked, Justin. Let's fire that to the man who knows. Uh, BB-13 is just a... It's like my personal kind of brand. Right now we have we have clothing, some backpacks, drawstring bags. Uh, you got tank tops, shirts, um, hoodies, just a regular like you know go to school backpack, uh, a drawstring bag, um, and some some new releases that that will be coming out soon. But I can't uh, I can't talk about those yet. Oh, God, you, that's can exciting. You, can though. you give us just a little taster? Come on, give us something here. It'll be nice to have for summer. That's for sure. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look for that as we go into, you know, more 104-degree weather weeks. Are you, do you want to go into the lightning round first, Justin, or do you want to go into the uh, viewer questions? Let's do the fan-submitted questions real quick. Okay, so uh, I'm going to do the fan-submitted questions. We'll turn it over to for you for the lightning round. Sound good? Yeah. Justin is the one who came up with the lightning round <laughs> stuff, so I feel like it's only fair to let the man give his masterpiece. Absolutely. So we do have a couple of questions from fans uh, who are clearly your fans as well. From Mira, we have the question, what is your favorite restaurant in Charlotte? No pressure. This is just going to go down in history forever. That is such a tough question because um, there's just like, there's so many great, so much great food. 
you know? I th- But I think, like, overall, the vibe, the food, I'm probably going to say Soul Gastro Lounge in Plaza. Ah, Soul Gastro Lounge. Yeah. There is a shout-out for that particular place. We're going to move on, then, from Tamara, and I'm a particular fan of this one. How do you keep your hair so perfect after running for 90 minutes? Tell us the secrets. I wish I had a secret. <laughs> a lot of product. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a lot of product. You're not going to give us like any uh, any special styling tips. You know, ways to hold the the blow dryer. Man, I don't. I don't even blow dry. The, so after the shower, the, I immediately you know dry my hair, like semi dry my hair off. Uh, then I get the product. You know, work work it in. I work it in all over, and then I get uh, the comb and I comb it back. So when it dries, you know, it comes up and still has like a little a little poof, but it's not like matted down to my head. Uh, so, you know, that's, I guess you can call that like my secret or whatever. <laughs> I mean, a uh, great shot from the end of the, the Red Bulls match where you grabbed the camera and uh, yelled, uh, you know, I think enjoy uh, after getting the three points. Uh, and yeah, definitely yeah. got a great shot of the hair right there at the end of the match <laughs> after 90 minutes. So. Man, that was the hair shot. Yeah. I, I, will, I will say we have had not one, but two different people likening you to a manager in the Premier League named Mikel Arteta for, uh, oh, the, wow. fact, for the fact that, uh, you know, we hope it's for your midfield play, <laughs> right. um, but it's definitely partially due to the fact that both of you seem to have hair that is always perfect, no matter how much you have run. So I, we, I think it's a favor with the hair, though. Maybe don't be the next one on the squad to bleach it. Um, <laughs> I can assure you I'm not going to be bleaching my hair. <laughs> Because now Rios has it, too. So Well, uh, you... It looks better on them. It looks better on them. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, one, Brant Bronico is naturally beautiful and doesn't have to do anything to his hair. And two, it will not be bleached. <laughs> Welcome to the, <laughs> the high-quality news that you expect out of the crown cast. I'm breaking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we said we wanted you to give us a headline. I think there will we be some fans who are very happy about that news. Uh, I, I think yeah, that probably. you probably will have made some of our fans very happy. I know my wife will be happy, that's for sure. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we have a great one here from Jorge, a, a good friend of ours at uh, the Charlotte FC memes page. Yeah. And he said one that I just could not not put in the interview. There's my double negative for the day. Uh, and that is, are you superstitious? Do you have any pregame rituals that you do for good luck? And if so, what? Um, so I do have one that I stick to. And y'all are going to laugh, but I make chocolate chip pancakes and eat them in the morning. Like that is my like two and a half or three chocolate chip pancakes in the morning. That's my pregame ritual. That's, that's a that's a great yeah. That's, that's how I get it. <laughs> that's it. Do you want to share with us your your? You said you make these yourself. Are they from scratch? Oh no no no! I get like the 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 protein packed ones, obviously oh, yeah. from okay, the yeah. store. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then I buy you know just regular Harris Teeter chocolate chips. Yep, and. And throw yeah. them in there? Yeah, throw them in there. Amazing. So uh, there you go. If you want to be a professional footballer, obviously <laughs> be very good at football and uh, eat protein-packed pancakes. Don't bleach your hair or do. The rest of the team might disagree. Sure. Uh, and be naturally beautiful when it comes to needing hair products. Well, I'm in a lot of trouble on a lot of those categories, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I hate to say this, Justin. I feel like uh, you and I may have missed our windows. Yeah. By, by just a couple of decades. Just a couple of decades and a lot of work. Okay, so we are going to take this now, and we are going to push it into the lightning round. And uh, Justin, I'm going to let you take it away. Yeah, and so, Brent, these are, you know, I know you haven't had a chance to see these. Uh, just first thing comes to mind, uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Uh, FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer? FIFA. 
Uh, pizza or wings? Wings. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Pele or Maradona? Maradona. Uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, or maybe Joe Montana? Tom Brady. All right. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Boxers or briefs? Briefs. All right. All right. We got some good stuff. Yeah. There. <laughs> wings, also one of Logan's uh, weaknesses in life. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that if I have an addiction in the world, it's probably buffalo wings. Wings are probably top, one of my top five foods. A couple of oh, weeks ago, so, oh, when, COVID, uh, when, when COVID unfortunately hit Logan here, uh, he called me up. We had a Memorial Day cookout and Logan couldn't make it. He called me up the day afterwards and was like, is there any chance there are any wings left? I am sick, but I will come up and I will stay far away if I can just get some bags <laughs> of wings from throw you. throw it to him. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happened. I yes. mean, I hate to out myself on, you know, on mic, but uh, you know, Justin Long, been a connoisseur of cooking for Memorial Day, makes great wings, and, and I did go up there. And I, I was going to say, that's a testament to your wing cooking skills. It, they take a long time to cook right up to the point where they, they go into the, the bags and they can be frozen and everything like that. After that, they're, they're super quick, and I'm pretty pleased with how they turned out. So Okay. Uh, as much <laughs> as you and I are going to trade wing places after we get off these microphones, I am going to transition it back to Charlotte FC for the most part. And actually, I'm going to transition it back to you, Brant, because you know BB13 is, is now your brand. You have the grind set tee on. I think it, it very well sort of shows who you are. You're the type of person you're going to go out, you're going to put in the hard work, you're going to you're going to keep pushing yourself forward. You talked about in our last interview how you said nobody's going to believe in you but you. You have to go out. You have to be the one who believes in yourself. You have to take the chances that are available to you and I think we see that in your play on the field. I think we see it in your brand. I think we see it in in what you put out for all of us. Do you want to tell people about, you know, the Grindset t-shirt, about the BB13 bag, about where these things can be acquired so that all of the fans like us can make sure that that we have plenty of it and anything else you want to say about the brand? You know, first and foremost, just kind of kind of what what the brand's about. You know, I, I kind of, I grew up and I didn't really have like a lot of people believe in me scouting wise. Never made like a na- youth national team. I was always considered like too small or too slow or you know, not not technical, you know, all these things that uh, I guess cause the odds were kind of stacked up against you. And I just I just kind of embraced, you know, being the underdog. And I was like, man, I'm going to prove all these people wrong. You know, like I'm going to go out. I'm going to work like do whatever I have to do to to be able to succeed. Um, and that's kind of, you know, what what the grind said and, and what BB13 is all about is like it's like you were saying, like, if you don't believe in yourself, then nobody else is going to believe in you for you. And kind of just you know, proving to yourself and, and by the by doing the work and also by using your mind, you know. So like the grind and the mind, your mindset and your grind. That's how we got. That's how we got grind set to to begin with. You know, I loved I loved to work hard. You know, I was a blue collar worker, and it was just kind of this mindset of like, you know, I'm gonna do anything that I need to do to to be able to achieve my achieve my goals and achieve my my dreams. And you know, playing for Charlotte, Charlotte Football Club is is one of the biggest, biggest dreams I've had in my life. Um, and now, you know, we're realizing it, especially it feels even better with the 2-0 win over Red Bulls this past weekend. <laughs> um, but that, that's really what, what BB13 is all about. You know, it's more than, it's more than a logo. It's more than, more than apparel. Uh, it's more than a T-shirt. You know, it's, it's about, obviously, me, like, believing in myself. But, but, the, but the grind set, you know, it's about those people that really, that really believe in themselves. Um, and put in the work to achieve what they want to achieve. And you can go, you can go check out the website. It's, uh, it's brantbronico.com. 
pretty pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can't spell my name, I'm sure if you get it somewhat right on Google, yeah, Google, you know, you'll get, get you'll close, get the yeah. autocorrect yeah. or whatever. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start to wrap this up, and I'm gonna give you one last question. And that one last question is: the man with the grind set is always working on something. You're all I'm sure you're always thinking about how your play can be better, how you can develop. What is the thing on the field right now that you're going, you know, my left foot pass at, at 25 yards could be a little sharper. I'm going to spend my extra time working on that right now. What's the thing that right now you're grinding on? Right now, I'm really, I'm really trying to, I'm not going to say like perfect because it's so hard to perfect something, but really kind of just getting that ball from the outside back, turning forward and playing the the, the opposite side ball. Because if if you can really get that ball down, then you can... You can help the team create so many more, so many more chances. I mean, obviously, the wingers need to make the runs, or the forwards need to make the runs. But, but kind of like perfecting that turn to where I can, I only need two touches or three touches, and then I can play, play that diagonal forward and create the chances for for the team. That's fantastic. Uh, I think we are going to go ahead and start wrapping it up here. First and foremost, Brant, the second time you've been on with us, I think you're a friend of the podcast by now. Thank you so much for carving out the time in your day. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I had a lot of fun. And uh, Justin, as ever, we are going to keep it sort of in the the range of the Wednesday podcast, and uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna get off here. We just leave, right? That's how it works. Yeah, we just uh, we just we're leave. Done. We're all done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as ever, we thank you so much for spending your time with us. If you have uh, if you've listened to this in the car or listened to this in your time at home, uh, we appreciate it, and we will talk to you after we go and take three more points. Reminder real quick, uh, you know, if you want to get in on that BB13 sign bag, go ahead and, and share this podcast on your social media to get an entry. Fantastic. Goodbye.